Hey everyone, welcome back to She's My Person podcast. We have Farrington Huginen with us tonight. He is a good friend of mine. I've known him for way too long. <laughs> but no, we wanted, we wanted him to come on today because he's just an all-around awesome guy. He's doing big, big things. He's always been successful and I just love his heart and I can't wait to talk to him and Jenna's finally getting to meet him for the first time. So we're excited for you guys to join us. Farrell, we call him Farrell, by the way. Can you, can you just kind of give us a quick introduction of who you are and where you're from? I know you're always all over the map, so bring it in for well, everyone. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. My name is what Ellen said, Farrington. I am originally from Columbia, South Carolina, born and raised. Went to the University of Kentucky, graduated with business and communications major. From there, I went on to play for the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I'm not just a football player. I'm also an entrepreneur. So, yeah, that's just a snapshot of me. I guess we'll get into the meat and potatoes in a little bit. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that stands out with for me with you is when you were transitioning from different teams, I felt like you always had such a positive mindset with it. And you know, looking at just different clips and being able to watch you during seasons or preseasons, you always were so good and you stood out. But, you know, depending on the business, you kind of moved around. And I think throughout the whole time, you stayed very level-headed. And I, I just, I applaud you for that. I like, do you have any advice for people going through different transitions, how to kind of keep that mindset? Biggest thing is control what you can control. I mean, football is very political, especially when you get to a professional level. So, um, a lot of times, my playing time was out of my hands, but my ability is in my hands and my attitude was. I'm just that type of person where I just don't let too much shake me or move me. So, I mean, I enjoyed the game, but like I said, it wasn't who I was. But um, it, it took me more places than I could imagine when I when I was a young boy playing football. But um, the biggest thing for somebody that's going through transition, control what you can control, and you can't cry over spilled milk, you know? life happens bad things happen you just got to keep going so. yeah I think that's such a good lesson you know regardless of if you're an athlete or just a human because life's yeah. always changing and everyone's gone through a lot especially in the last year so I think that that's really good advice because there's a lot of trust that's required and the only thing we ever have control over is how we show up so I think that's really great advice but can you share a little bit about your transition like out of the NFL and maybe some qualities that you know have carried over with you just with our audience, just kind of your, your story of transitioning from being a player to being a business owner. Well, my transition, it didn't always go smooth. I had a bunch of ventures I wanted to do. And it was just the fact that I'm on the schedule in the NFL. I'm scheduled to wake up, work out, go to practice, you know. And now when I transitioned, I had all this time. And I would just walk away from the game because I was, I was kind of tired of letting somebody else really control my, my narrative. So my transition – was a little shaky at first because I almost got afraid and was like, uh-oh, this is something unfamiliar. Let me go back to the NFL and stay where I'm comfortable. But I stayed my course and um, started meeting people, and that's one of the biggest things I did while in the NFL, build connections, being able to relate to all, all people from different backgrounds and cultures. That, that really gave me a good foundation for when I got out of the NFL to go back to these people and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to change. Looking to be a business owner. What do I need to learn? How do I need to learn it? My transition, 
I mean, it was like I said, it was shaky at first, just because it was unfamiliar territory. But I mean, now it's it's going, and I'm just really starting to see success. It's been they going on three years now. I've been done with football. I still try to be around the game, but I'm just developing myself as a businessman, business owner, and all in that aspect. Yeah, well, I'm a business owner too, so I feel you there. It takes a little time. <laughs> those first few years it's like you're making no money and you're like why am i doing this like why did i why did i choose this life exactly <laughs> totally. a lot of sleepless nights a lot of sleepless <laughs> nights yes <laughs> well i, I think you on that. <laughs> i i think that shows a lot just like of your qualities just to be able to say i want to step out of my comfort zone and it's funny because I feel like so many people go into the NFL and they're like, I made it like NFL. It's like, that's like your last destination or, you know, where you want to be. But for you to realize you were capable of doing more. And I think more in the aspect that you're dealing with people now, where in the NFL, you were kind of just in this business of, Hey, play this position or, Oh, we have someone in this position. So we're going to fill them in. And you didn't really get to impact that many people other than maybe your fans or kids that look up to you, but now you're able to actually go out and truly impact so many more people by just working with them and making that connection. So I think that's cool that you recognize that because I don't know many dudes that would step away from the NFL to go and take a big risk of their own business if they had that decision. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like humbleness is like the thing that comes through for me. Like you're very humble. I mean, this is like the longest that we've talked, but I think being able to stay humble with the level that you've gotten to as an athlete and then also stepping out and transitioning from, you know, having it all put together for you and feeling totally in control of your finances and having all of that security to be, you know, humble enough to learn from the people around you and all of that. I think to possess that quality at the level that you reached is just, it's really admirable. So just wanted to point that out. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for that. But let me say this, let's rewind. I was not always this person. When I went to Miami the first time, oh my God, blew a lot of money, made a lot of mistakes. So it definitely took some learning. And that's what anything in life. Takes learning for all of us. So yeah. That's because they let you loose in Miami. That was the first mistake. You should have been in Minnesota or something on the Vikings. Miami Miami is a bad place to start. (laughs) Especially for a young guy. Wow. (laughs) Do you think that's kind of what woke you up a little bit? Having that experience, like going down there and realizing like hey i kind of need to get it under wraps like i'm just blowing money and oh yeah definitely me going there first was a wake-up call and then uh when i got to pittsburgh of course i met you ellen you know me from the time i touched down and i mean you've been around me long enough to know i mean i i tried my my plan was always to take control that was the biggest thing so i took whatever money they gave me and why they're using me to play football because it's a dirty game I, I used it to take control, and I, of course I endured it for the time I did. But when I, once I left Miami, and after that year at Pittsburgh, the second year, I was just totally focused on getting out of the NFL, and something just came over me like, yo, what are the owners doing? You know, they fly in, they pull up in their, jet, their jets, their cars, whatever. And this is a hobby for them. This is a hobby. They, they haven't put on not one pad. So why do I have to be the crash test dummy, you know? So I want to know what they were doing in order to own a team. And I just came interested in that and infatuated with it. So, I mean, I I made the jump. That's all I had to do. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, like, I've kind of always been curious about this question, but I feel like you're a good person to ask. But, like, when you 
reach that level in athletics or just in life where you have a title that people know you in a different way or, you know, you quote unquote made it, which is like what a lot of people like to say. How did it change like your relationships? Like were there a lot of people that did it? I I feel like it probably has to make you pretty honest about the relationships in your life. Like which ones are genuine and actually there because they care about you and which ones are just like trying to get something from you. So I'm just curious like how you handled that transition and probably the newfound attention that came about too. Just want to share a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've seen it all. Once you tell a person no, uh, and they know you have, I mean, your, your, your contract is online. So they know how much money or just about the estimate of money you have in your account. So once you tell a person no, and they, they just get upset. And I'm like, why didn't you ask me for money when I didn't, when you know I didn't make this much money or when, when I didn't have this type of profile of person I am, you know? I mean, you start move, maneuvering and moving. Some people like the entourage. I was never the one for the entourage. I always kept a tight-knit circle, but I had people around me I had to weed out. Sometimes I used to give some guys that asked me for money. I used to give them $100, $200, $300 here just because I know if they didn't repay me, I don't have to deal with them no more, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's bad that it's like that, but, it, I mean, some come back and be like, oh, I need another loan, but I'm like, no, nah, you, you didn't give me the money the first time that you owe me, so, no, nah, we're done, you know? And that's just paying for your peace of mind, but, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. You know what you get into, you go from zero on your account to hundreds of thousands, couple thousands, some millions, I mean, it's crazy, and that will change a lot of people around you. As well as yourself, like some people, it do, it do change. And if I didn't change as a person when I did gain money, then you're not growing, you know. So I had to change in some type of way. But fortunately, I changed for the better, not the worse. So yeah, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, and I another question too, like when you're actually playing, does it feel like football or does it feel like a job? Like, do you feel? I know, obviously, growing up, it probably was something that you loved. I don't know college that I being an athlete also like it does kind of even change when you get to the collegiate level so I'm curious if you still love the sport or if it kind of became more of a job altogether aside from the Um, I know the like association itself was but yeah definitely love the job I mean I'm sorry I've definitely loved the game (laughs) but the preparation before the game became like a job the margin for error is more of a job you're getting fired you treat it as such but when you're on the field, I still turned into that same six-year-old little boy when I started, you know. And, I mean, it's still fun. love the game. Like I said, without football, I probably – I mean, I don't know where I would be just from my background and where I grew up. But, I mean, I love the game to death. But the, the business aspect of it is cutthroat. You're just a number, you know. But like I said, you got to control what you can control. So, when I did get my moment, when I was on the field, I could turn into that little boy again. And, play and have fun with my teammates but you had to prepare in order to get the opportunity and the preparation is not always easy did your family I know your family means a lot to you like were they a big reason for your love for football I know your uncles I believe were in the NFL so there was always like that football influence did they kind of get you in the game early is that how you yeah that's crazy you remember that yeah (laughs) yeah you told me that yeah She's going to remember in the details. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If I can. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there definitely was a big reason. I mean, I played all type of sports, but when I found um, football and I picked up my uncle's football card, I knew he played football, but it's like one day I picked up his card and I was like, all right, I'm just going to strictly play football because this is what my family does. This is what I'm supposed to do. And it's even, what is it, like a, a 
a program at UK where it says I use I wanted to fly planes. That that would be my somebody told me that I would not fit in the cockpit in a jet. So I was like, well, my little stick of football and thankfully it started worked out. But I grew up next to Shaw Air Force Base in South Carolina, but I wanted to fly planes. Well, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be a gymnast, and I was too tall for that when I was in kindergarten. So I feel you there. Sometimes hard. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how it works for tall people. Everybody yeah. wants to be tall, it's but like it don't life, always work out. Not cut out for us. It's really not fair. Exactly. The air is a little better, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, El, I'm sorry you don't really understand that life, but you're no. not- yeah, sorry. But you know, can- I wanted to play basketball in college, and everyone said I was too short. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you run, That's typical, though. run the best of them, so you would have been just fine. Yeah, sorry, Ellen. We can reach stuff on the top shelf at the grocery store. Sorry. <laughs> we got you. Wait till you get old and your back hurts. Then we'll be done. It hurt now. What do you mean? I was oh, gonna it, say, hurt it probably already hurts. Yeah, it hurts now. <laughs> so you want to be a pilot? I can see you flying planes. Yeah, I can see yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your dream's not crashed. It might still happen. You know what? It you might- should... Yeah, you should start making some kind of plane that you could fit in <laughs> for all the tall people out there. <laughs> oh, God. That's your next business venture. I'll even I'll well, come in on it with you. Well, whoever's listening to this, we need funding ASAP. So. <laughs> Fun for Ellen, the tall people out there. Me, Ellen, and Jenna get the business plans ASAP. We got you. I'll start, I'll start the, the GoFundMe. We're good. It's all, it's all good. But, Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, I love that. And I think staying connected to the passion when it starts to feel like a job is really hard. I've had that happen a lot in my business because I, I love what I do and I own a fitness studio. I don't know if I'll tell you that. I'm coming but, to check it out. Well, it's like a ballet-based workout, so I would find a lot of joy in watching you try. But it's, not, it's I'm, a really I'm great, elegant. Great elegant in that aspect. But anyway, I just have had that show up a lot, especially in the last year of like it feeling like an obligation almost. And I have to connect back to like my 19 year old self who wanted to do that more than anything in the world in those moments. So I think that's a really good lesson, whether you're a parent or a business owner or an athlete, like in the moments that it feels really hard and almost unsurmountable, it's like remembering why you started in the first place, why you're doing this in the first place. I think coming back to that reason just has a lot of power. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit, you you briefly talked about what you're doing now, but this man, I tell you what, I talked to him like, <laughs> well, we, we, we talk, it depends on the month, I guess, but I talked to him a good bit and I swear every time he's on to some new adventure and I'm like, how do you come across these situations? Like the last time we talked, you were getting like, you were involved with some game on a phone. I don't even know what that was, but he basically was like on the other side of this game, like answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> that was like some trivia. I don't know. A company came with me. You play trivia with the fans and this and that. And you make money off of it by winning. It was like actually money trivia, you know. So it's sports <laughs> trivia, something like that. You make money off of. It. Of course, I'm not doing it now, but played a little on to the next. It. But it was fun. But I mean, I try to get my hand in everything, you know. I just like I love business, and that's what I love doing. So if it make money, it makes sense to me. So my my biggest net is I like to figure out. Or if somebody says this business can't be done, let's let's figure out how it can because it might be gold in it. And you you know you fail way more than you succeed in this business world. To be honest, you got to fail ten times to get one. If not more than that, you got to fail ten times to get one good venture. <laughs> I mean, right now we got a big project coming. Ace Jewelers is me and a a good friend of mine, Bud Dupree. He's with the Titans now, and um, we're doing it in Atlanta as well as Kentucky. 
And we're going to drop that pretty soon, man. Just just be on the lookout for that. That's a Forbes magazine. Love that. <laughs> Ace Jewelers already has a nice like like that just fits like I'm yeah, like I'm cool. like it's established like I'm I'm into it I know See, I love it I love it yes. like I feel like that was already a thing like you guys yeah, just, yeah the logo is crazy I love oh, yeah. it I gotta see it Perry you gotta shoot it my way oh I got you I got you <laughs> yeah yeah you're just I mean you do all kinds of stuff but I think the best thing that you made the point of is just staying connected with people like there's so there's so many different avenues that you can get involved in but i think just being a resource not only for people around you but then also allowing them to be a resource is so big like i think you go into situations and you think you have to do something crazy but a lot of times it is who you know and it's not taking advantage of who you know it's just realizing hey we can work together we can like accomplish something that's bigger than ourselves just by creating some kind of relationship or business together. Yeah, and it's like well, my biggest thing my biggest thing is I can learn from anybody. I can learn from and anybody. That's really exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh yeah, you can you can learn so much from anybody. Everybody has a different experience. On yeah, this. regardless of where they are. Like regardless of what position exactly. they hold, regardless of what they're doing, there's always if you're humble enough to approach it that way, there's always something you can learn. Exactly. I mean that's the way I've been taught. I've been you can talk to a billionaire and you can talk to you can talk to a homeless person that had a billion dollar dream, but you can learn from anybody and you're doing that. I mean, a lot of people have great ideas, but they just don't do it for because they got fear. And I don't let fear drive me. I mean, fear is the last thing on my list. Like they, they have a fear of not knowing how to do it and learn. They got a fear of don't have enough money to find out a way to get it funded. You know, it's, it's man. This world is what you make it. Your life is what you make it. Nobody, not everybody has the same starting line. True. Because me and my friends just had a great conversation about this. I mean, you you got the you got all the tools to get there to wherever you want to be. So I feel like that's the perfect ending point. So I feel like that's just <laughs> so much wisdom. <laughs> Mic drop. Carol, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today and and just sharing your story with us a little bit, and also just you know things that you've learned along the way. I feel like. It's- very valuable there's a lot of a lot of good things in there <laughs> no i appreciate y'all having me for real this is um great what you guys are doing and i just want to see it grow and i'm glad you guys let me be a part of it thank you thank you yeah we appreciate you more than you know <laughs> uh, i feel it i feel the love <laughs> and to our audience we will see y'all next week